mean streets of Cookstown. Oh, yeah. 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 I remember the one night with the man snowboarding. The man. Oh, yeah. It was like 3, 3 a.m. We come back from a night of drinking. There's like three guys just – there's like a little hill right where the dorms were, and these guys are just snowboarding. Like legit snowboarding. What, just in the middle of the streets or – just no, it's like a, on the real campus but it's right next to like the flight of stairs and like people's houses and stuff it was really random interesting yeah it was a strange it's a strange town for sure we didn't have a uh, giant water fountains and fifty thousand people over in ucf like you did but listen you missed your chance i gave you every opportunity to come join down you missed your chance that was my second uh, choice oh you should have asked me first it would have been number one <laughs> 10 of 10 would recommend. His, his, his biggest draw was for me to come was, oh, they have this really gorgeous water fountain. I was like, no, nothing about, nothing about the school or the classes or no, the, the water fountain is pristine. Well, the one with the bull or the other one? Uh, no, not the bull. That's, we don't talk about that school. We're the, we're the Knights. Go Knights, baby. Oh, you, uh, oh my friend cheers there. Oh, well, she's made wonderful choices in her life. Yeah, she left good sound to go there. Oh, you know what? One, yeah. I, can't, I can't blame her. Can't blame her. <laughs> she's like, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the only reason you just call it, oh, just some ho-hum fountain, just because you've never seen it. If you were there, you would understand the experience it gives you. I mean, I almost committed, and then I switched to Temple, and then I was committed to Temple, and I switched to Kutztown, so. But I'm cold and decisive over there. Yeah, you know me. So yeah, this is a little little joint pod we got going here. We got the ginger thread with Keith and Kelsey and a little post-phase and cheesesteaks action with me and Tim. So uh, just introduce yourselves real quick. Hi, I'm Kelsey. Wow, good one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Right, that was about it. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, and I'm Keith, host of Ginger Thread for nice. Sports. Uh, and I'm Tim, and I feel outnumbered for not having red hair. So, you know, you know we're, we're, Kelsey's is fake red hair. I'm fake, yeah. Kelsey is fake ginger. Okay, fair enough. I, I get it. You're trying to fit in. I, I yeah. you know, you put more effort than I did. <laughs> like I said, we're a dying breed, so we got we to gotta stick together here. Listen, Dakota, you have enough orange hair on your head and your face to cover up mine. <laughs> no, we'll make do. I'll, you're covering me for this one. That's true. Um, so, all right, let's just like quick uh, get into some flyers. Uh, so, they lost yesterday. Down 3-1 in the series now, so tomorrow's elimination game, I think 7 o'clock. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what happened to them. They went from this really scary team who swept during the, the, you know, the pre-series to the playoffs for seeding, looked really good. Carter Hart was phenomenal. Um, I think Hart's still great. I think he's been not as great as he normally is in this series. Um, the number one thing that, like, for me that I keep seeing is, like, they remind me of when I watch the Sixers because they're in their offensive zone and all of a sudden they turn the puck over, turn the puck over, turn – like, it's like a revolving door of, like, the pucks – they're in scoring position, lose the puck, it's going the other way. And then how many times I see the Islanders almost score or score, you know, off that. So, that's yeah. been super okay. frustrating well, you I mean, you mentioned Carter Hart not being great, but, like, this team has done nothing to help him. Oh, that's I've what I'm saying. He's so still – just- He's still like Turnovers. playing really well, but it's like I mean, even Elliot played really well yesterday, and then he's just that dumb puck, that, the one goal that trickled right behind him, and then like I was saying, the turnovers suck because they put everyone out of position, and then the defense just falls apart. Giroux and the top players can't score to save you know their life. It's it's ridiculous, but I even now though, like the top players are. They're moving up. They're not performing as great as they can be. But, I mean, at least yesterday we saw some action from that line, especially with Giroux. I mean, he had several opportunities to score, and yet, I mean, he didn't produce. But he still was doing something, which is more than he's been doing for the past, how many, 10 games. At least um, I know he's in the bubble. I was wondering for a while there if he even made the cut. <laughs> you know, did he not get on the flight over? That's a good, good question. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yesterday was the best – Best game the top lines played um, in a long time. I think they, they finally look like they got going a little bit. Drew showed up. I mean, he didn't score, wasn't on the score sheet, but, you know, he, he played. And he was trying to lead by example. They ran into a hot backup goalie, which that happens way too much against the yeah. Flyers. Uh, yeah. Bryce stood on his head for 
a decent part of that game and they had the chances. They just couldn't, couldn't capitalize. See, the one point that like, like symbolized the whole game of the series for me last night was, so yesterday my cable goes out in, after the first <laughs> period. Um, obviously at this point I'm about to lose my mind because the Flyers haven't lost yet. They're still in contention. So calling with Comcast, trying to squint down, try to find a puck on my phone as I'm about to punch a hole in my TV. And, it, you know, it was right when Drew had his opportunity. We were actually good. It was probably the best I've seen them offensively in a while. And that's, I think it was in this early second period. And they were doing good. They were pu- putting chances. We were actually in our zone or their zone. And then all of a sudden we turn it over and they have a breakaway wide open, you know, shot on net. And Elliot doesn't stop it. Now we're down. Like, it was just – that was the, the, the whole series there for me is they just, they got a little something going, you know, you started to feel good and then they make a horrific mistake mm-hmm. and it's just a breakaway. And then after that, it was another one. They turn it over and it was a two on one. And that's how they got both the goals. It's just, we give it away to them way yeah, too much. I, I think the, the third goal that they scored when they, when I went three, one, um, I, as soon as they crossed, you know, I, I saw the two on one. I was like, this is going in. He's going to pass it to the open guy. As soon as, Elliot moves oh, yeah. to that side, and it was like you I could have scored that. That's how easy that yeah. looked. They, you, you, yeah. they, they were going up; they were going in. Yeah. And I think honestly, they looked the, to me the first. It was telling in the first five minutes of the game because the first couple of games the Islanders just dominated us for the first five minutes at least. Like we didn't have to touch the puck at all e- easily. Uh, and in the last two games, they've looked better to start the games, which has been good. They've played better throughout. Second period yesterday was the best game they uh, best period they played in a long time. Just couldn't score. Then the third period, they're like, all right, they have the momentum. And then Elliot mishandles that puck behind the net and all hell breaks loose. Like they yeah. just, after that moment, there was just no, there was no, they weren't in sync at all. And they couldn't get the puck out of their end again. It was just like the previous games. It's frustrating. Yeah. yeah. And especially with power plays too. And like speaking of that, oh. like they have not scored on a single power play. The other night they had six men out, six to four, and they couldn't score. So, like, I think it's just frustrating at that point to see, like, what can this team do? You have players that are out on the power play, like, that should not be out on the ice. Like, JVR, I don't know what he's doing. I will I never speak – was his best game, though. He did. Last night, I do have to agree, he did have a great game. I will never speak bad about Robert Haig. I love that man. I think he needs to play every single game. I yeah. think um, he is a great presence, but at the same time um, – sorry (laughs) at the same time like you have players that are not strong enough on defense to be handling power plays like they're killing power plays but they're not scoring I know I agree with you I've had there's been a couple moments where I thought AV was making questionable calls even the one where um my bit my roommate's a big hockey guy and you know he was like why is Thompson out there I'm like I don't even know who Thompson is and it was (laughs) I think it was game three or two I don't remember where he turned the ball over like behind the net and they scored easily. And that was like, yep. was like, dude, like, why is he out there? Like, he is not the player I want to see out there in that situation. Cause he's going to do stuff like that. And it's hard to get on him too much. Cause your first line has done nothing to make you want to put them out there. Normally I feel like other playoff teams rely on their first line. The flyers don't do that. So who knows, mm-hmm. but maybe this is another other problem that other teams struggle with. But I, I really, I just, I think he's trying to get too creative with these lineups and we're seeing more guys out there that, really wasn't seeing a lot of time before and you're getting exposed on uh, some of these mistakes is because of who's out there but you know you can't kill the guy at the same time because your stars are doing nothing well I think a big part of that has to do with two things one they have struggled in the face-off circle this entire series I don't know what it is with this Islanders team we just for some reason cannot win face-offs against them Thompson's been one of the better face-off guys so I can understand him being out there it's not ideal but when no one else is winning yeah not turn to someone that you should be confident in. He's usually pretty good at it. Hasn't worked out. Second thing is the lack of power plays. I mean, I know they're not scoring when they get them, but I this series has been very poorly officiated, in my opinion. And that's trying to take the bias of a Flyers fan out of it. Even the last one, too, was really, was really yeah, bad. I yeah. Just, I think these refs, they go back and forth between letting them play and then they call these ticky-tack little yes. slurs calls and stuff. And it's like, you, you got to make up your mind. Which one do you want to go with? Do you want it to be a physical game and not call these, you know, small little penalties that happen in the playoffs? Or are you going to call everything ticky-tacky like they have? Well, they haven't been. Um, they can't go back and forth. And I just think if we can get more power plays, I think it'll be beneficial. I think we can start getting going. Because they haven't looked as bad on the power play 
in this series as they did against Montreal. I would agree with that. Um, it's just like for as, as as well as they played during the the season before Corona, like for their power play to just flip a switch and be like so useless is like I, I just don't understand it. But yeah, I uh, I don't know. I they've they were they're a resilient team, and I you know if God forbid they lose tomorrow, I'm not I'll be upset, but I'm not gonna be disappointed. Like they're they're still a young team with some older players that, um, you know, some people are saying Giroux might have one more year left before they try to move on from him. And I don't know about that. I think he's been the heart of this team. He still will be the, the captain. Um, Voracek I could see possibly moving on at some point, but I still I mean, like still him. I mean, a young team. Yeah, yeah like I, I, they exceeded my expectations even if we lose this uh, round. Yeah. Like they, were, they really played well this year. I mean, I, I had hopes for them. I thought they would be pretty good to take the next step, but I think they took a bigger step than I expected. So, I, I you know, I'm still – feel good about the and score you, you got to figure like nolan patrick hasn't even skated for like you know a year hopefully they'll have him back the, for the next season so if he can well, you know, if, if anyone from the team may be on the move come this off season, it, he could be a very interesting one that could be on the move because i mean it sucks but he's second overall pick hasn't really done much i know he missed this entire season i don't want to see him traded yeah you have to get rid of a bad contract like a jvr or a spare you may have to throw him in there and listen, I mean, you don't want to see it. Cause I know how this ends. I've seen it many times in Philadelphia, you trade a young star mm-hmm. and he goes off and just kills it on another team. And that's, what's going to happen if they get rid of him. Yeah. But, I believe that. I mean, you also factor in the, the new expansion team too, with the crack coming someone, you know, who, who we uh, released into the crack in there, you know, someone's got to be up for grabs and there'll be some movement on the roster. Take JVR. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be Shane. I feel he really hasn't played. He's been getting hurt. He's been – and I think it's just time to let go. Yes, he was a star when he first came on. Yeah. Um, but fair. it's sad to say, but at the same time, you have to realize what he was, and he's not the same player. Yeah, he's a liability on defense. Yeah. And his offensive game is not always there when we need it to be. Exactly. Yeah, it's he's starting to kind of remind me a little bit of – um Braden Coburn back in the day when Coburn like would have those games where he's like oh he's he was play, he played really well and then there's other games where you're like dude why were you even on the ice like yeah so they yeah it'll be interesting them. Yeah, they just they can't keep it together yeah but I, I don't know I think I think and I'm not gonna say they're gonna come back in the series to, to win I'm not gonna say that because it's just absurd to say that right now but I do think they're they're building off the last two games I the, agree like, I'm not a big puck luck guy, like, but they have – the puck has not bounced their way at all this series. Oh, no. Like, yeah, there's really. two goals against Hart the other night that just trickled by him. And the same thing with Pajot's goal, goal last night. It just happened to squeak through Elliott and get in the, behind the net. So Yeah, yeah that, was, that was tough. It's like yeah. they're putting the effort in just for something like that to happen, and it's so deflating. But, like, you just – I feel like they're on the brink of breaking through. Um. Like I said, I'm not going to say they're going to come back to win the series, but I am confident they do make it competitive tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I would expect them to win tomorrow. It, it's I agree. Yeah, back to back days and then get yeah lose again. The problem, and you're talking about like you know just some of these lucky goals that just roll in or anything. The problem with the Flyers is like I, I can't see them you know get enough good opportunities to even come close to have lucky shots. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I, I need to see them get out of their own zone and you know be more aggressive, make more chances, you know, just try to see if you can get lucky. It's just like they can't even get in a position to get lucky. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I mean, they are spending way too much time in their own zone. And the way that AV system works is you have to limit the amount of shots that the other team gets. And that's when his system is at its best. When the Islanders are putting up 30 something shots a game, you're obviously not playing in your favor. So yeah, they got yeah. to figure that out. I definitely expect lineup changes tomorrow. We'll have Hart back in net. I I think Limblom has a very realistic chance of playing tomorrow. You think they play tomorrow? I I think he has a very realistic chance to play. He was skating on yesterday, so I, I mean, mean I, I think that would be the storyline that everyone is hoping for. Does he actually do it? I don't know. But there's other yeah. players that you should be questioned, like Raffle. Should he be in the lineup, or is he hurt and that's why he's out? Like, there's just players that are questioning you have Bunneman that still hasn't played you have um Andy you have um 
Mark Friedman that still hasn't seen any ice time since round robin. And I think those are players that should be utilized at some point. And I mean, I get their phantoms players, but at the same time, they're good phantoms players. And there's a reason yeah. why they're on this roster. Raffles definitely hurt. Because if he wasn't hurt, he would have been in the warm-up. Uh, yeah, because I, I saw – I mean, personally, I my thoughts on Raffle throughout his tenure with this Flyers have been very up and down. But I thought he's played relatively well, these playoffs. He's, like, all over the ice making, you know, good checks, making plays. Uh, but, you know, I the, the injury bug definitely is, is getting to him a little bit there. I don't know. I think with Carter Hart going back in, he's going to ball. I, they just – the thing with the Islanders is, like, they – they capitalize on those very small chances that you get with that luck, you know, when yeah. the flyers, like when it happens, like they don't like, uh, the last time I saw them have luck was during, uh, it was a game two when they thought, you know, the Islanders scored. So they, uh, he challenged it because that was for the tie. And then yeah. sure enough, they're like, Oh yeah, he was over the line is a good goal. So we were tied and two minutes left and we are now against the power play. Like I was like, fuck like we're gonna lose because we challenged a goal like if that's I, listen talking about challenging i almost lost my mind when he challenged <laughs> the last minute of that game and then we were on a power play yeah uh, when we won in overtime i will say that was the most like mo the closest moment i felt to like real hockey back like even watching the nba in the bubble it's still still a little weird hockey's still a little weird but that was like uh, you know pushing for overtime like sweating watching them play like that was the this thrill I've had so far, but definitely not the kind of thrill you want. But <laughs> you have to think that is the first overtime Flyers have played since entering the bubble. You've mm. had other teams go five overtimes, etc. And those games, yeah, exactly. And when you watch those games, those games are so exciting. I think that overtime is that adrenaline for playoff push, which like people like, and mm -hmm. the closest thing we can get. Um, they win was exciting i don't think that it should have been in overtime i don't think that goal was on sides but that's besides it, the it point. looked it looked very like ticky tack like it was close yeah. it, was, yeah. it was very yeah close. i think they had the balls to overturn it to be honest with you that late in the game to tie it at least yeah, yeah i think if the yeah like if this if somehow the call on the ice would have been different which yeah the play wouldn't have happened if it was but if there was some like kind of like the nfl where they called it one thing and then changed it. Then I thought maybe, but I don't know. It was yeah, it was a tough situation. I wasn't really hopeful. Dorian, I was like, this is a tough situation to expect them to overturn this. You know, it's late. It's a tying goal. It could go either way. It's too tight. I, I don't see them pulling or changing their mind. Yeah. Uh, well, so like off the heels of that, um, you know, I don't know how we feel about the Flyers winning three straight right now. I do think they will tomorrow, but I don't know about. Two more after that, um, you know, these this Islander team, what, they beat the Caps in, like, five? They beat the Panthers in five. They beat the Caps in five. And yeah. trying to now beat us in five. So, they're looking pretty decent. I think – I'm thinking the Lightning might finally, you know, get lucky this time. And it was, what, last year they got swept, right? Right in this right yeah. – right yeah. So, this is kind, oh, of yeah. their, kind of their revenge season, you know. I think I, it might have to be in them, and the Knights look really good. So them and the Knights, I think, in the cup. But I can't believe that we actually agreed on that. I, I agree with you on the Knights and the Lightning. My <laughs> thing with the Lightning is like they're such a good team, and they were such a good they're team stacked. last year, and they were like you know setting the records and you know, playing as amazing they were, and then just got embarrassed in the first round. They yeah. remind me though of like, um, and I was thinking this one during the five uh, or the, the the overtime game. Um, was they remind me of Virginia um, college basketball that one year when they got embarrassed and lost in the 64 round to the 16th seed and next year went back and won the title. You really still have a lot of the same players as last year. Not much change. All your stars are pretty much still there. Yeah. Uh, same with Virginia. You know, they, it, it was a wake-up call. Who was um, that, UC, UCNB or some random yeah, like unheard just, college? Like, these guys in the Lightning don't have to be reminded of what happened last year. You know, yeah. I think they've been thinking about it every day since it's happened. And I think they were going to – they carried that attitude into this playoffs. I mean, I, I wanted to see them – you know, sometimes I think they, they play too cute because they're just such a skilled team. Mm -hmm. But I really like them. Obviously, what I think is crazy is, you know, you talk about there's eight teams left and three of the teams are missing their starting goalie. I know Tuca opted out. Uh, but still, that's pretty that's pretty wild. Well, and yeah. Tampa's missing Stamkos. Stamkos hasn't played yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what? They have another weapon that could yeah. possibly 
return to an feel, team. I feel like Stamkos is like 80 years old at this point, though. Like, <laughs> still yeah, good, though. He's, he's one of those players, it's like, what could be with him? Because he's always hurt when the Lightning need him. Like, every play, I feel yeah. like he played in the playoffs a while. Like, I feel like he may have been hurt last year, too. Probably. Yeah, I you know I like them though. I you know it's hard to put a lot of faith in Boston without their goalie. I, you know they I kind of wrote them off a little bit after that. I think they're but, down. They're they're elimination point right now too. I think. Yeah, they're playing right, right now. I believe. Right now. I actually I think they win tonight. I don't. I can't see them going down this easily. These last couple of games, Tampa has dominated them. I just can't see Boston. It wouldn't be a very Boston team like thing to do to just. Oh, yeah. With the veterans they have on that team, like, they're not going to go down without a fight. Yeah. yeah. They know how to win. They're very good at what they do. And I liked them up until Rask decided to opt out. I probably uh, – they were probably my favorite to win the Stanley Cup. I, you know, they were playing – they were the best team before the break. Um, things didn't really work out too well for them in the seeding round. But, you know, if their goalie was still there, I, they would be my favorite. But, I, I, yeah, I'd say Lightning and Knights. I think the Knights have been the most impressive team so far from what I've seen in the playoffs. They've really – they look good. Don't sleep on Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. So they are. That series is intense. They're up three one two. Yeah. Um, but it's been high scoring games. Like the other night, they won five to four, and I'm like, where did this come from? Like, it's just crazy. I think they're a team that no one's really paying attention to, and I think they're gonna. I think Vegas and Dallas are gonna go against each other, and I think they're gonna give the Knights a run for their money. Well, even crazier is Dallas was like the 29th ranked team in scoring in the regular season, and now all of a sudden they just can't stop putting pucks in the net. Yeah, yeah. no crazy. No Grubauer's hurt for Colorado, but I mean, I mean Bishop's still, you know, whoever knows what's happening with him, but Bishop's not been playing. And I mean, that series that comes in, there's like both of them are kind of missing their goalies. Yeah, I like the Avalanche going into that that series, but that did uh, who was this Frank Hoos, the the back of goalie? Like, yeah. I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, like Kelsey was saying, is that they're scoring at will. The guy's given up 16 goals in 11 periods since the second period of game one. Like, that is just – that's yeah, you can't win that way. Yeah, like, there's just – it's not sustainable at all. Like, it doesn't matter how much you're scoring. And I think the Avalanche score a lot, but it's just – you can't sort of survive that. So, I – that's uh, – I, I mean, I like them both. I like the Avalanche and the Stars when they're going into it. The, you know, the questions of the goalie, I think, still leaves my confidence in the Knights to get out of the West and – I just been impressed with they're big, physical, and they they look like they're like bullying people when they play. They're a team that is built for the playoffs, and they're proving that. And yeah. I mean, they're doing it with both of their goalies too. It's not even one thing. Yeah, no, they, they've been going back and forth with Leonard and Flurry, so it's like doesn't matter who's in net for them. They have a chance to. I mean, that's a spoil of riches, though. You're talking about yeah. players got rings, and then Leonard was the the uh, finalist for Denzel what, what, last year. year yeah, for that. Yeah, it's like. The, Pick your poison, you know, at that point. You, know, you could roll in any day of the week with whoever you want, and you're good. I mean, there's also the drama, though, with Flory and goal. His agent did tweet something, uh, like, kind of shading the coach. And you have to think, like, is that going to come into, like, play anytime during these rounds? Which, I mean, Flory nah. is amazing goalie yeah. to start with. So I don't think there should have been shade anyways because people know how talented he is. But, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy that – as good of a goalie that he is that like something had to be said because his backup is getting time over him so that's just crazy but they're still producing wins I mean he earned it Leonard was was carrying them for a while and I mean I know Flurry's getting paid the the money to do that but there's a reason they went out and acquired Leonard for this year you know he's proven it Flurry will be here next Flurry will be there with them next year Leonard probably not because I know he's in the last year of his contract yeah, and I mean, especially in the playoffs, like I, I feel like the drama kind of gets pushed aside. If his opportunity comes out, he's going to go out there. It's just going to look bad on him if you know if, mm-hmm. if he doesn't play well. You know, the team's been killing it right now. Don't I, if I'm Flurry, I don't want to go in there and you know fuck something up. You know, what I mean, the team's been yeah. playing really well. They got this other goalie. They don't need you. If you get your opportunity, you better play well. Otherwise, the minutes are going and the games are going to disappear. Yeah, you don't see that kind of drama in the NHL as much. It's more of like you know NFL, NBA drama. Um, where players are jockeying for position, you know, all that kind of bulls. But I do, be- I mean, I do believe the drama, though. I'm sure Flurry's not happy about not I've, playing those games. I, I totally believe that. I don't but, think any goalie likes, you know, of not, course, yeah. not starting. Not <laughs> yeah. But it's, I mean, well, I think he's just more worried about 
because the, the situation kind of already happened to him with Pittsburgh. When he was there, they had Murray, who came in, and he won two cups for him. And then I was like, all right, well, thanks for what you did for us, Flurry, but we're not paying you. So, yeah. good luck. <laughs> And we're going to leave you open. Vegas can take you. Well, then he's probably – because, I mean, you know, this is their third year, third year in the playoffs for the Knights. Obviously, the first year they made the Stanley Cup run and lost. But, Flurry, you got to think, man, you know, that first year, you know, we're, we did so well already. I can grow with this nucleus. We're going to win together. Uh, you know, I was here day one, and I'm going to see the, the success. You know, we're a good team, and we're going to find success. And I think I, – I think if I had to pick one, I, I'm probably going down on the Knights as my favorite to win the Cup altogether. Um, I do think they put it together. You know, I think this comes down to that first year. You know, they built to this. They have a team that's ready to win, and I think Flair wants to be a part of that. He's been there since day one, and I think it'll mean a, a lot to him to be able to raise that cup, especially with all the Penguins drama. You know, to go back and get a ring after all that, you got to feel great. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, and I I mean, it's I, I actually used to be uh, a bit of a Canucks fan on the side. I was uh, in high school, I was a Roberto Luongo fan. So, low-key trying to – Canucks fan on the side. <laughs> when you moonlight in Canada, that's your team or something? Like, yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. No, I mean, I, you know, it's all these series, I think, are all 3-1. So, uh, you know, it, the, the dominant teams are really showing, you know, their power so far. And, you know, it's hockey. The, the things turn around. You More often than not, we get seven-game series, which is great. Because playoff hockey, in my opinion, is the best playoffs there are in sports. So. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. Um, you said the Bruins are on right now, Tampa. Yeah, Bruins and Tampa got game five right now, and then uh, I think the Dallas and Avalanche game five is later on tonight. All right. So, so Keith and Kelsey, I'd love to hear what you think about the rest of the series. What's your what's your Stanley Cup matchup? Um, who are you liking so far? Do you want to go first, or you want me? Oh, uh, Kelsey. Okay. Um, I like Tampa. Um, I like the way that they're playing the game. What, I think it was yesterday afternoon. Um, they, that game was so like intense, like the fights, everything that was happening in that game. I mean, obviously Boston wants to win, but at the same time, Tampa was giving it right back to them. Um, I, I really like them how they're playing right now. Um, they're showing up to win. I mean, especially after, uh, they scored seven goals in the one game, you know, to, to still have Yeah, just, just keep around. going. Right. It was just like goals after goals. Um, obviously, we have former Flyers on that team. Um, we have a Shen brother. We have Coburn. Um, so, like, obviously, like, Tampa has a little place in my heart. I really like them. Um, I do like Vegas, though, but I really want Tampa to win. Um, after last year, I feel – it was like an embarrassment for them. Um, oh, yeah, and without I a doubt. Think, that was brutal. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, like, their fans, like, were even, like, expecting that, too. Like, I feel like their fans were like, what the heck? Like, what was that? Um, and yeah. I think, like, they're owing it up, making it up to their fans this year. Like, they're – what they've been doing for their fans is, like, awesome. Um, they sent a glass down, had, like, season ticket members, like, sign a piece of glass, and that got sent down to Canada. Then they had another glass down there for other fans that weren't season ticket members. And just to show support for them, I think that's awesome. I think what they're doing. Um, so I picked Tampa. Fair enough. Who would you have out of the West? The, the Vegas? Vegas. Okay. But, Fair enough. Um, yeah. That's right. No, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I, well, in that matchup, I do have Tampa taking the cup between them and the Knights. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same boat with Tampa. Um, I don't want to say this out loud because they look so good. And I'm I'm holding out hope that we come back. But (laughs) the Islanders look deadly right now. Uh, They do, yeah. They do. I think they would be a very good matchup with Tampa. Um, But I'm not going to say that. So I'm going to go with Tampa coming out of the East. And then um, for the West, I'm probably going to surprise people. I do think Vegas advances, but I think Dallas is going to ride this momentum wave they got going here. I could see seven games in that series. Yeah, it's going to be close. Dallas has veterans, like guys like Jamie Benn, Tyler Segan. They got Pavelski, Corey. I I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, Very veteran team. Yeah, they're a veteran team. They've been there. They've been embarrassed in the playoffs plenty of times. They've been – you know, yes, they have. Yeah. Not saying that they're good enough, break up the core of Ben and Segan. 
Their defense is solid. So I definitely think Dallas comes out of the West. Um, and, yeah, so I got Dallas-Tampa final. Um, I, I do think Dallas could win it, but I think Tampa's too strong. Um, so I'm going to take the Lightning as well. I, I couldn't agree with you more, too, because I've actually never even considered the Islanders as an option. Because I just – I can't, you know. I can't accept fate yet, even though it looks very bleak. And they look dominant. I will not accept it until they actually make move on. Then maybe I'll consider them a little harder. Hey, it was a different team, different era, but Flyers were down 3 nothing. Game four, down three games in the, with the Bruins, and they came back and won. So. Listen, I'm putting this out there. If the Flyers come back, they're winning the Stanley Cup this year. Wow. If the Flyers come back in this series, they are going on. They're going to go on, and they're going to make up for what happened in 2010 where they got to the uh, final and lost due to a goal that – I still don't think that went in, but, you know, hey, we'll – <laughs> but it's Philadelphia sports. They always are here to break your hearts. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, realistically, you, you like it's like your heart like, says one thing and your brain's telling you something different. Like, But yeah. I'm excited. I cannot wait to watch the game tomorrow. I feel like the veterans have something to prove. I mean, AV already has said that if they want to change their legacy, it starts tomorrow. Um, and I totally agree with that statement. And I think they need to prove to everyone, especially, like, Giroux has been trending. I don't know, like, Twitter. I'm always on, like, Twitter, like, what's trending. And Giroux has been trending for six days now, probably seven today. Why? <laughs> Just because, like, everyone's like, where is he? Yeah, like, have you seen this man? Like, he needs to score. He needs to do better. Sit him out, whatever. Um, and I think he wants to – like own up his leadership um mm-hmm. i'm excited for tomorrow i'm yeah. just nervous though islanders scare me i've My, been nervous so i loved av calling out the veterans though too yeah, oh, yeah. I, I really like good for them the way they've played yeah you have to like yeah i, I thought the signing was solid and now now that we're here and how much she's done with this with this team that was you know pretty abysmal last year and looked like it was going downward is like phenomenal i'm very happy with his what, what he's done yeah, to actually have a real voice in the locker room finally. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. And players are players, they've responded to him throughout the year. Yeah. And I, I definitely think listen, I, again, I'm not gonna say it because I don't think it's gonna happen, but if they come back to win the series, it, it's you can almost feel that it changing a little bit. And yes, I know it sucked watching those two games, the last two games and like losing the back to back was horrible. Mm-hmm. But they just there's things that happened during those games where it's like, all right, they're there. If they can just get one more goal, if they would have scored one more goal in that second period yesterday, whole different conversation today. Uh, yeah, I almost look at yeah. that last game as two to one. That one, that last goal, or the one that like trickled through, I was like, that's that was bullshit luck, you know. But that's the thing. I agree with you. It's like they, you know, they got blown out. I think it was four zero the first game, and then you know slowly they're it's either they're starting to figure out how to play this team, or they're starting to figure out what's working best against them. So. Yeah, I definitely have high hopes for tomorrow. I think they will, but you just hope it's not too late. Yeah, if, if, I mean, if any team's gonna win, yeah. win the yeah. seven game series, it's gonna be the Flyers. So, like, even though if we have a dominant like first period, they still outshot us. Like, it was like eighteen to seven yesterday. Mm-hmm. I've so never like, looked at the shots more than I have this series. Like, I'm every minute I'm looking. All right, how bad? How how much behind are we now? Like, yeah, and that was just the first period. And I think they need to take more pucks to the net. And just try, just shoot. Oh, they, I think they're trying to make plays, and I get that's what they're supposed to be doing, making the play, and then take it to the net. But at the same time, they just need to shoot. And if they're blocking that goalie, I don't like see it being a problem, and I see them being up in the series. But I, I, I agree exactly with what you said, Kelsey. I think that's like the Islanders are such a good defensive team that this like these you know trying to make all these passes and run the plays that they've been doing and everything is just not working. And that's where they make these mistakes and turn it over and they lead the other team on breakaways. Like you, you, we talked about, they don't have any luck, but you got to go create your own luck. You got to just get on, just throw the puck on net, see what happens, give yourself a shot. Cause I really, I see them try to like run plays and really just make, make things happen. And I, I just don't see it happening. Like I see the Islanders stop everything they throw at them, Like you got to fix something else up. And, I don't know. It is whatever the Islanders. The Islanders score first, and they have the lead. I just this team has given me zero faith in we could ever come back and, and get <laughs> yeah. like I just I don't know what happens once they lose the lead or you know once they give it the first goal. It's just they 
the gas comes off the pedal or I don't know what it is. They lose their mojo. Like it's something about them. Right? Are just yeah. So good defensively. And like, it just mm-hmm. goes like Barry Trotz is a, is a fantastic coach and he did yeah. it with Washington and he's got the right players around him now and the Islanders to do it again. But hopefully that's it. just so deep. like cute stuff isn't going to work. Like you're just going to yeah. have to just will your way, grind your way and just get, try to score a goal. You need to really just put your back against the wall and fight. Mm-hmm. And that's their hope right now. Everything else they've done is just not really worked. Yeah, I definitely think, like I said, there's definitely some lineup changes tomorrow. I'm holding out hope. I, I It needs to change. It doesn't be. that it should be. It needs to. Yeah. Oh. It does, you absolutely. can't roll in with the same thing you just lost back-to-back with. Yeah, yeah. Something's exactly. got to change. Your season's on the line here. First, I don't know if Oscar plays – I think it's tough to ask this guy who hasn't played really in months to just throw him out in an elimination game. I would yeah. like it because I think it would give the team a spark. But I, 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 I still think they, you know, if they make it to the next round, I think they hold him out till then. I think it's tough to throw a guy in an elimination game like that. Um, I agree. Um, it, if he hadn't been skating, though, I, yeah, I would I mean, be more comfortable about him. He's been skating for he's been skating for a while since his cancer treatments officially stopped. He was back home. Skating there, he's been skating before practices, before he was cleared, and mm-hmm. he's been practicing with them. So I mean, never I, say never. I do think it's a long shot still, but I, I something in me just feels like he plays tomorrow because they might want the spark. He'll definitely give the team a spark, and if they can't come out and play hard for him, then they're not going to. There's just no chance. Nothing they do will get them going. I mean, what's the worst? Nerve-wracking. You lose yeah. a series. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> like you might do that anyway. Position exactly. You're already right. in that position. See what happens, and either it works or it doesn't. It's that, that simple. Do you think it's going to be too physical for him, though? Like, no, absolutely not. You don't think like if he gets hit in something? Nope. That's the thing. Is uh, like, that's part of his rehab, part of his training. Yeah. yeah. But he hasn't had so, any I mean, contact practice, though. So that's the thing. Like. But if it was going to be too much, then they wouldn't have even brought him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they would have kept him – to me, him dressing in warm-ups yesterday, whether it was just A.V. wanting to play head games, like, oh, hey, this is the spark we need. Let's get him in the warm-ups. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But I just – I can't see them going to this length if he's – there's no chance of him playing. I, I, I do – I hear what you're saying. I mean, the one thing that I do think about is I remember when uh, – I guess – a year, maybe it was last year, the year before that, and DeMarcus Cousins was on the Warriors, and he was coming back injured. Um, and it was, like, the first playoff game he's ever played in his entire career. And Draymond Green was basically said, like, I don't know how he's going to do or how he missed to play. It's like you're basically dropping a kid off in the middle of the hood and telling him to survive. Like, it's a different animal. You're in the playoff games. I, I know Lindblom's young. I, I'd have to check, but I, I don't believe he's played in the playoffs. Like, I don't think he's got a playoff game under his belt. It might be tough of ass to just throw this guy in who hasn't played much at all. You know, gone through God only knows what with his cancer stream, but also just in an elimination game like that. I get the spark might, you know, might help the team, but I just, I don't know how. It's tough ask. I feel like it's the same time. You just drop someone in like that and you're like, eh, you know, get up the game speed in the middle of an elimination game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely, definitely not going to be easy. Uh, he did play in the four playoff games back in 2017, 2018. So he's okay. played in playoff hockey. Oh, he has played. Okay. Obviously, back then it wasn't – it's not – you know, he was not anywhere near the player he is now. Well, yeah, of course. Um, but still, you know what? It's good to have some kind of experience to rely on to know what you're getting into. It's it's hard to just drop yourself into a first playoff game like that. And that's what I always think about is the Dream on Green comparison with Cousins. Is it's too accurate. You know, you're just taking something from a hostile environment they're not used to. Absolutely. And I mean, I, even if he were to come in, I wouldn't see him playing like major minutes. Like, I mean, oh, no, yeah, yeah, no. he'll probably be out there. I would say most probably 12 minutes is probably what you would see out of him. So what line would you put him on? Well, like I said, I think there's going to be multiple changes. I'd like, to see him with him. I'd like to see him with Pitlick and even Thompson, honestly. Like if you have him, Thompson and uh, – or yeah, him, Thompson and Pitlick, I don't think that's a bad line because you have – Pitlick, who's been flying, no pun intended. He's been all over the ice. Um, Thompson, who you're hopefully is getting better in the face-off circle and can win you those straws. And he's a physical presence as well. He um, is, yeah. And Limblom, you don't know what you're going to get out of him being first game back. But, I mean, you know what he it was capable of doing. So Yeah. 
I mean, I think the mental place the like mental. few minutes, it'll help the team. You know, maybe yeah. it's just it might just it, limited ice time. You know, he just gets in once in a while, but it'll mean more to the team hopefully. But yeah, that's an AV call. You just gotta feel out your team and see if it's even worth it. Yeah, and I I think the mental thing too. Like he he seems so strong, like mentally, to go through all of this and be with the team, you know, as much as he could and. No, you they they roll the camera to him like sitting in the stands and he's like the only one in the stadium. So oh, he's probably dying. Uh, to play. Uh, yeah, he he's he deep down he probably you know really wants to be on the ice, really wants to be with his teammates. Um, and yeah, I think it would be a great spark. You know, I we'll see, we'll see. I, I mean, I could you imagine being in the bubble and not playing? Like, what what do you think he's what is he doing? You know, like it's there's no one else to really to hang out with. You know, they're. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the bubble, uh, I don't think it's changed since then, but they still have, as far as I know, no COVID cases since entering the bubble, which is amazing. Yeah. Yep. Um, they had, uh, so the week of August 2nd to the 8th, they did 7,000, over 7,000 tests and no cases came back. So hats off to the NHL for getting that shit together. Um, I mean, the NBA had a couple in the beginning, but they, they got squared away. Baseball has been a clusterfuck, but they're not in a bubble. So, um, but I've been impressed. I'm, I'm glad, you know, it's sad for some of these players. Like I know Giroux has like a one year old or something and he hasn't yeah, seen he him in like two months. One. Yeah. yeah. JBR just had a baby. Sean Couturier's wife literally had a baby like two days before they left Jeez. a day before they left. So he is still wearing the hospital band like playing because oh. he doesn't want to lose it and his wife doesn't want him to lose it and i'm sure she would be very mad if he <laughs> lost it they, yeah. they all have family that they're dying to see and i mean i think that should motivate them even more so they can bring that cup home to them because they all are so fairly new into fatherhood and parenting yeah. um i just hope it doesn't have the opposite effect where yeah, I want to go home. Yeah, I want to go. <laughs> Which people are saying that's how Drew is. Drew, they're saying that Drew's over this already and wants to go home. Um, but then you also have the comment from who was it, Mike Milbury, the other couple weeks ago, saying that the families, if the families were in the bubble, they would have been a distraction. Um, the families, like the wives and girlfriends, significant others, they've all been very vocal about that, and they think that was a very like harsh comment to make they're all very supportive of their husbands their boyfriends fiancés whatever um amanda elliott i love this woman she's like the only non-blonde wife like that i have seen and she is so supportive of elliott and like to know that he like brian is just a backup goalie like she's always supporting him no matter what like the kids always have stuff on supporting and i think they also need that little extra love um the players do to and I mean, Flyers, but they sent a poster, like pictures, like a huge collage of their family members. So I think that was a nice touch. But I think they need something to kick them in their butts now. I hear that. Maybe the wives should, you know, call up the players and make, listen, I've been at home with this newborn for a month now by myself raising them. If you don't come <laughs> back with that Stanley Cup, I'll be pissed. Right. <laughs> I haven't slept since you've left. I'm covered in poo. You better at least come back with a Stanley Cup or we're going to have a problem. You listen to the Islanders, this wasn't worth it. Oh we're getting a divorce i'm sorry you, yeah, know, like, <laughs> you know what no. you and the baby for two months while i disappear if you come back with anything but the cup flyers went off drew's five goals in the first period yeah, that's what they need they do need a little the, you know the wife girlfriend you know distract get a little kick in the butt i put out my three bold predictions already for tomorrow i said somehow when blonde plays okay art does his thing not okay. going to say the, the S word, but I think he does his thing. That would be and, beautiful if he could and, do an S word. Yeah, and uh, Drew scores. My three predictions for tomorrow, just give me two of them at least. I hear that. Yeah, I think I, uh, I, I love Drew. He's my favorite flyer. He's been my favorite flyer for as long as I can remember. And I think he gets a little too much flack, especially now that he's a little older. But he's never – like, late past, like, five years, he hasn't been the – I'm going to score all the goals Giroux. He's been the, I'm going to look like I'm going to shoot and then pass it 24-7, which, granted, I wish he would shoot more. I feel like he's a, way too selfless and way too trying to extend the play almost to where – He wants to be a playmaker. Yeah, he wants to yeah. find like, oh, I want to find the perfect pass where the goal was like 9 out of 10% or 9 out of 10 chance he's going to score, you know? Mm -hmm. 
But half the time I see him just pass to, like, Konecki, and he does the same slap shot from, you know, almost at the blue line, and it goes yeah. to the same side of the pad, and he's expecting something different. So it's like, at what point do you decide, I'm going to take this shot because I'm, you know, a lot closer than that. I have great wrist, you know. I don't know. It's. I think you saw that a little bit last night. I mean, the one wrister he took, which usually, like you said, he would be coming down that wing and he would look to pass that. He fired yeah. from glove side that he picked the top corner and Grice just made the save. That puck was, yeah. I would say, eight out of ten times going in the net. And Grice just made a great save, even though, you know, it's not going to show up as, like, the flashy save. Yeah. He had his spot picked there, and that was the better save. And then he had the, the one where he – dove and almost got it over the glove but just mm. couldn't get enough on it so it's coming uh, I, I think no, I, game out of him I agree with you I definitely feel that build up so that's why you know I'm not trying to get too excited to in case you know the L word happens but um, <laughs> yeah but I mean I, you know, I heard Jero's name called a couple times like I've seen him actually like get opportunities last game which made me yeah. feel like that was I mean that was the most devastating part about the breakaway goal the Islanders scored uh, for their second one in the game was that I think we were about to score. And well, I think then, like 360. We just give I it away and they score. Coots and Voracek have played a little better this series than last series too. And and Hayes, I, I, I thought Hayes has been playing well. So. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. ultimately the problem with Drew is it's not this playoffs. It's like the last couple of playoffs. He's just, he's a ghost. He disappears. I mean, he, he hasn't scored a couple like of six, five games or something like that. Yeah. Like he's got one goal in the last three, three playoffs with that. You know, it's, <laughs> And he's your star. Like, he's just going to – you know, he's, he's your star player, and if he doesn't perform in the playoffs, star players get that label. If you – you know, you're great in the regular season, but you, you suck in the playoffs, you know, that's – it sucks. You know, it's a, it's a hard, uh, uh, you know, stereotype or moniker to, to get off your back. But he, it's, it's stuck on him. And I, I think that's why he gets so much criticism is because this isn't the first time that he's done this. Yeah. I don't want to compare him to Ovechkin because he's not the goal scorer like Ovechkin, but – I think there was a lot of people that said the same stuff about Ovi. I would agree, yeah. Where it was like, hey, you know, this dude is putting up 60, almost 60 goals a year, and then playoffs come, and it's like, all right, where are you? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he was scoring, but he could, just couldn't get it done. And he finally got that cup. I mean, Drew's, I think, a year younger than him, I think. But, I mean, Ovi wasn't young when he yeah, got yeah. his cup. So. No, I mean, you were right, because he had that moniker forever, was he's an amazing player, but he sucks in the playoffs. The Capitals in general just suck in the playoffs, and yep. they can't do anything. Mm. And I think Drew's really getting hit with that now is because he's consistently disappearing, you know, every year in the playoffs. And it's hard. Like, dude, that's your, that's your guy. That's your leader. Like, you, if he's going to struggle, then your team's probably going to struggle. It's the same thing with the Capitals. If Ovechkin's struggling, like, you know, the Capitals are struggling. It's not like they were going deep and surviving Ovechkin not – being at his best. Right. You know, it took him, you know, did it, is it a coincidence that once Ovechkin figured out how to dominate the playoffs, they won a Stanley Cup? I, I don't think so. I think if Giroux could get himself together and really be a difference maker, I think we would have a ton of success. It's just, you know, when you're, you're the best player on the team, sometimes the team goes with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we're kind of, we're past those years where it's like Ovechkin and the Capitals coming, you're like, oh, that's a terrifying team. Or like, Crosby and Malkin and the Penguins coming. Oh, that's a terrifying team. Like Penguins didn't even make the playoffs. Like it's just such a different. I feel like league where it's the NHL is not a player dominated league. Where the NBA maybe you're like, oh, well, LeBron, LeBron's gonna be in the playoffs. Like no matter who's on that team, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a completely different set of rosters that you know you have to come together to play as a team. And we say it with the Islanders especially, their goalies are outplaying Carter Hart, and even Brian Ellis played really well this year, but he got outplayed too. So. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. You know, I still hold out hope. Still think the Flyers can can do damage. So we'll yeah, see. I mean, listen, if our first line can get it together, even you know, we talked about Drew. A <laughs> even lot one goal. <laughs> Haven't seen Konecki in ages either. What happened to him? He was the lead scorer, and did he make the bubble either? Like, did these guys just not get in? <laughs> he's they a failed their COVID test. Yeah. I think he's hurt. I, I think he got hurt in either the round robin or not to make excuses, but I mean he. Yeah, yes. Yesterday's game was probably the most involved I've seen him since the bubble started. He was getting after people after the whistle, and that's when he's at his best. When that dude's chirping his mouth off, he's involved in the game. So I need to see more of that out of him. But I definitely think he's dealing with some sort of injury a little bit. Yeah, and I think yesterday you actually saw him like emotion out of him. Mm -hmm. Like even with Claude, you saw emotion like after the two almost goals he could have had. 
I think with Kanucky though, like that first power play, he was chirping at the guy in the penalty box. And like, that's the TK that we all know and we all love to see. And that was the first time we've seen it. So like what, I think there's an underlying, like something's there that we just don't know about. Um, like you said, Keith, like we're not trying to make an excuse for him. He needs to play. Like he was amazing before COVID happened. He was producing your goals. Um, and now it's just nothing. So I think people are like getting pissed off, but at the same time, you have players that are like producing like goals. Like you have Knack. Like, where did he come from? Like he was at the Phantoms and then all of a sudden he's now up scoring. You have Farabee. Like all these like young players that were down at the Phantoms all of a sudden are now like your star players. And I think that should prove to you that even if we do happen to lose, we have so much potential coming up. Um, oh yeah. No, I, which is I, so ex- exciting to see. Yeah, but at the same yeah. time, I think our star players really need to do something tomorrow. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. I'm still optimistic. Like I said, I, th- I think they, even if they lose now, they kind of went above my expectations this year. I expect them to be good, but you know, they were the way they ended last year. I really thought, you know, Stan, or not last year, but before the the um, the break, uh, I, I was like, you know, this team they stay this hot. This Stanley Cups are co- coming our way. And then you know they had the break, and then they came right back and they dominated in the seeding games. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this team like they went and just beat all three of the juggernauts. You went in Boston, Tampa, every one of them, mm-hmm. and like that kind of surprised because I still looked at them as like an ascending team, but a young team. So right. like. That's why they still have the pieces in there, you know. First year with Hayes. Hayes obviously was a big contributor, but you know, let me see what they do next year with him around and getting already knowing the guys and everything. Give Carter another year. You know, it's still a young team. I'm, I haven't lost faith in them, you know. But uh, I, I think at the same time, they exceeded my expectation, but I think I got them a little bit of the hype, and now I'm, like, devastated. I'm like, what the hell? We didn't even make it to the conference finals? Like, what is this joke? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I kind of feel that we – we convinced ourselves this team may have been better than they are. Well, no, I, I just actually I'm going to disagree with myself there. <laughs> I think they per, outperformed better than what we were expecting. And we oh, yeah. put ourselves into believing that, yeah, this team can definitely go on a run. And now they're, they're running into a very good team. Yeah, I, that is a tough matchup too. You know, the Islanders, they're no joke. You know, mm-hmm. I think they've been, they've been really good. They, they, Showed very well against the Capitals before us, and they kept it going. Trotz, like you said, is a very good coach. He's been there. He's done that. He knows what he's doing. Um, but we'll see. I think it, I think it just got caught up in the moment because it was like they were so hot, and then they came right back from COVID, and it was like they didn't skip a beat. And you're like, oh, done. I, I was a little nervous. I was like, this COVID break is going to hurt us the most because we were the hottest team, mm-hmm. and this is going to really hurt us. But we didn't skip a beat, and it was like right back on the wagon. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I was definitely a little worried about that. And I, I think the Montreal series has crept into their heads a little bit where they didn't. Yeah. That wasn't the cleanest. They yeah. both. And I think that kind of has a little bit of a trickle down effect in what we're seeing now. But like you guys said, we'll see. I'm excited. If it does come to an end, it was a good run. I mean, I yeah, was, you can't kill him. It was a good season. But I, I, I think you actually hit the nail right on the head with that last one. It was like, they they look they look like they lost their swagger, from yeah. the like the Canadians look like they took the swagger from them. They just don't look like the same team. I don't know what it, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it was they expected just to get rid of the Canadians real easily, and it was harder than they thought, and it kind of crept in their head. And you know you knew the Islanders were coming momentum. You beat Ovi and Capitals. I'm sure Trotz had that team fired up after oh, yeah. the Capitals from. Oh, I'm sure he the whole team was feeling themselves after that one. Um, and they they carried it over. I, I don't think they they just their momentum keeps skyrocketing. Where we just haven't looked the same since that first round. Yeah, we just need we need that spark. If we get that spark, whatever it may be, big hit, something. Just need something at yeah. the beginning of game five. You got Oscar. Hopefully, even if he plays yeah. a little bit, you know, you got me on board now. I, I didn't think you were going to bring him in this series, but we're talking about a spark. I if that doesn't get you going, then you need to check your pulse. Exactly. Like if, uh, if he plays and they don't win, then it was not meant to be. But I would yeah. rather at least let's. Hey, the worst thing that can happen is you all you lose the series. You're already in the position where it's one game no matter what. So worst case, he comes in, he plays five, ten minutes, whatever it may be. See what happens. 
You, know, you, you sold me. I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought I was going to be <laughs> dropping the prep kit off in the ghetto, you know, and then oh dropping the series. But I was like, nope, bring me Oscar. Oscar <laughs> Strong, baby. I'm all aboard. Hey, look, just you. talking about it gets everyone fired up. So, like, you can only know what that happens to the team. And it's like, just do it. Just do it at this point. Yeah, I agree. We need that. I, one of my favorite uh, moments, you know, non-winning a championship related for Philly sports was when uh, Flyers, Penguins, playoffs couple – I forget actually how long it was ago now, but – Right off the face-off, Giroux just fucking checked Crosby. Well, fight started right away. I was like, oh, I love it. But, yeah, so, I mean, I think that, that pretty much covers what, you know, we, we wanted to talk about. I think, you know, Flyers, Islanders, a lot didn't go as, as we thought, you know. Um, but I think they definitely still have a chance. The momentum, like you said, is, is creeping up to the Flyers' favor. So, and we'll see what they it's do. It's not with like it. there hasn't been teams that have been down three to one that haven't come back. Exactly. AKA Boston sure, and yeah. Avalanche. So yeah. we'll see. Maybe we three can join them doable. in. Yeah. yeah. Three three is a little harder, but three to one, I, I have faith in them. But yeah, because yeah. I feel good because I got the hockey experts agreeing on my Stanley Cup picks. Uh, you know, I keep one stars over the Knights, but I, I still feel pretty good that you know Kelsey's on my side with the Knights and Lightning. Yeah. I'm ready to go for tomorrow. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I feel hyped. good. You know what? I, I wish the game good. was on in 10 minutes. Like, yeah, I'm ready like, to go. I'm ready to go here. Let's get it, make it happen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I feel good about the next game. I don't know about the series, but I, I do feel like they, they're going to win the next one. I will say if they win tomorrow and then if they're not going to win the series, don't win game six because I don't want to get my anxiety going. So <laughs> let's just uh, yeah, I, calm it down. I don't know that I can handle a game seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As much as I would love to see it, I like people that are. I don't. I don't want to be around anyone that day. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Keith would be calling out from work. He would yeah, not like, be I talking. Be on my couch at like noon, getting prepared, um, waiting for that game if it happens. Oh and yeah. No one else near me. I think the closest I've ever come to punching my TV was last night when I saw on my tiny phone the Islander score, and I was trying to get my TV to work. If Comcast ruins another Flyers game like that on Game 7, I will punch my TV. <laughs> I will be a very fragile person in that moment. We won't have time yeah. for nothing. No restarts, no checks, no nothing. The worst part of watching on your phone is that it's delayed. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what the worst part is? You know how hard it is to see a puck on a <laughs> – Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's nearly impossible. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't even know where – I have no idea where this puck is. It's so hard with that. Like, follow follow the direction. Which way are they facing? Yeah, yeah. Impossible. It just made everything worse. You guys gave me some good thought. I mean, I'm on the Oscar train now. Yeah, right. I, 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 all aboard. Happening, but uh, you know <laughs> what? You I'm getting some... in touch with AV. Let me. Let me. Let me <laughs> yeah. Now. Down with speed dial. Sending him martinis up there. <laughs> You're right though. They don't, that's the spark you need. You know, you got to pull it out. That's your last trick. That's all you got. You know, you can't really do much else. You brought him there for a reason. I hear you. Oh, you know, <laughs> a little spite. Even if he just goes out for a minute, I'll take it. Put him out there after the game, see what happens. Yeah. You get the shot on goal, the whole place will go nuts. Oh, my God. Oh I think Philadelphia God. would burn down. Oh, yeah. You'll There's been the a couple cheers. a couple of times Philadelphia was burned down, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate Brad. Oh, yeah. Marshawn? Yep. Yeah. Gotta go. The problem is, like, he's such just – he not only is a person you want to punch, but like he's got face you want to punch. Like he's got a nose that it comes it's out. The nose, to, yeah. It's, it's just like it's right there. You're like, I want to hit it. Have yeah. you ever seen Chara stand next to a, a normal sized person? Oh my god, he's like two heads taller than. He's a titan. Yeah, he's so tall. Well, who did Boston during? Like I think it was around Robin. Boston played. It wasn't Flyers, but I guess it might have been against. Montreal, yeah. I think, right? right. That's the picture you're thinking, where they stood and next to each other. There, and there was a kid, and I literally thought the yeah. it, it wasn't a kid. I mean, it was a full adult, but like uh, I literally thought it was like kid. someone <laughs> on his knees, like, and it was, it was so funny. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine standing next to him. I'd probably come up to his hips. Yeah, he's he's a big boy. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, we can uh, do a little sign off here. So again, thanks for. Uh, we're getting this coordinated. It was a, it's a nice little cross there. So, yeah. Can we like throw our handles on? You know. Throw yeah, handles. Ahead, hit them. Hit them with the good stuff. Yeah, you can follow Ginger Thread at, on Twitter at Ginger underscore Thread and on Instagram at Ginger underscore underscore Thread. Nice. Two underscores. 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what our handles are. <laughs> yeah, one underscore. Um, and we're presented by Branded, so follow Branded Sports. There you go. All right, guys. It was nice to meet you. This was fun. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Yeah. Um, best of luck with everything going forward. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Go fly, guys. There. Go Flyers. See you guys. See you. See you. Yeah.